0: Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I'm here to
1: clear my name. People have been blaming me all week for what happened with Kane and Lita. It wasn't my
0: fault. Talk about your subs. Talk about John 316. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass!
1: everyone this is the ring announcer to the stars the twitterless heroine herself and of course the hashtag queen of soft style miranda morales your host of the hashtag miranda show i'm very excited to be back with all of you we took a little break last week but we are back and i said we yes we, because I do this show with the man behind the screen and the button bar, the Great Odds himself, Greg Demarco.
0: You know, it, it wouldn't be right if you said that and then I didn't click a button. Like that just wouldn't exactly. It wouldn't work.
1: Yeah, no you you are the holder of the buttons, the button bar master. Um yeah, I mean I would say the great powerhouse. What did right? you say
0: last week? You said something two weeks ago and I wrote it down. Hang on, I go. Greg is a powerhouse. That's what it was. I wrote it down. <laughs> I wrote down the time queue too, so I could find it someday and make a soundbite out of it. I
1: so uh, now did I really miss this? Like was it truly missed? I'm not sure anymore. I feel like I'm second guessing myself. <laughs>
0: You obviously did, come on I
1: missed all of you I missed all of the uh, listeners, the fans Thank you so much for joining me uh, On another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show Which is part of the Chairshot Radio Network On thechairshot.com
0: Thechairshot.com Always use your head
1: Thechairshot.com Always use your head Yes, the chairshot.com is your source for wrestling news, analysis and opinions and of course the chairshot radio network is on the chairshot.com. The chairshot.com always use your head.
0: You tried. You tried it didn't work. You tried.
1: Yeah, try, yes. Uh, but it's also, uh, on all the major streaming platforms for podcasting. Um, so if you're listening to this on the uh, thank you for visiting. If you're listening to this possibly on Spotify or odd. uh, iTunes, or one of our distributing partners, raja.com. Thank you very much for listening. Um, and the Cheershot radio network is a network of amazing podcasts, um, from an amazing group of people all invested in pro wrestling, uh, big pro wrestling fans, advocates, um, and, and people who just want to provide some entertaining, um, content for all of you so thank you so much uh for for listening i am honored that you decided to take time out of your day to listen to this show um we have actually some really cool content this week some topics to cover i'm very excited because it click it hits very uh, close to me as a female wrestling fan um uh but before we get into that um I do want to talk about what's been happening um, not only throughout the U S but the world over the, the past um, eight days um, we are fresh off of recording chair shot radio. Um, so if you uh have listened to that. You may have known that we talked about some pretty serious subjects, uh, towards the end of, of cheer shot radio. Um, we're also going to be talking about some other serious subjects as, as well. Um, not just what's happening in the world, but in, in elements of, of, pro wrestling. So I do want to just put that out there. Um, It's not necessarily meant to be a bummer um, or or negative. You know, talking about serious topics can feel heavy on your heart, can feel heavy on your body, um, on your mind, on your emotions, because they're not easy to discuss. It's not easy to go out on any platform and talk about your feelings and your emotions, especially if you are nervous or scared, um, whether it's how they're perceived, or just voicing them um, because you're afraid of backlash. You're afraid of, of other people um, minimizing um, your experience or how you feel. And I personally want you to to feel validated in how you feel um, in any of your feelings, whether it is sadness or fear or concern, um, but also when you are happy, when you feel happy, when you feel comfortable. Um, and it's been hard, I think, for a lot of people over the past week to uh, gauge their feelings or to assess how they feel, to express how they feel. Um, also that feeling of of expressing how they feel and, and how it's being received. Um, I'm, I'm essentially really talking about what's been happening um, since the death of uh, George uh, Floyd and the big news revolving around Black Lives Matter and the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, I am not black, I'm not African American. So I'm not here to, you know, put anything out there that I am or that I understand the experience. Um, and I'm even nervous even talking about this because there's always that part of me that feels I'm going to say the wrong thing. Um, or I'm not sure how to act. Um, but I do want to say that the one thing I feel like I value and that I feel like I can bring is a validation, um, of people's experiences and the ability just to allow them to be heard and have a voice. And I want anyone out there who's ever had a, a negative experience um, or fear because of who they are, um, especially based off of their ethnicity, their race to feel comfortable about sharing that. Cause that's how we learn. That's how we know. And that's how we grow. And for anyone out there who you know, minimizes that for, you know, anyone out there who judges that, who judges someone who is trying to express their viewpoint on, you know, their experience uh, as an African-American or experience being a minority in general. um, Just know that that's not the right way to go about it, to go and say, you know, things would be better if you did this, or this wouldn't happen if this happened. That's not the point. You can do everything right in life and do all the right things, and say all the right things and still be treated in inequally in based off of the color of, of your skin. And it, it's a very hard reality. And it's something that, you know, in, in many, many people face. And it's awful. It's it's terrible. Um, but also you wonder how how do I fix it? How do I help with that? And I still, you know, ponder that all, all the time. Um, but I think. In the little ways that we can, and what we can bring value and educate ourselves and add to the conversation, but also to listen. So, you know, I talk a lot, but one thing I do think I, I'm fairly decent at is listening as well. So, I do want to put that out there for anyone who feels like they need to share that experience. You know, please, you know, follow me, tell me on, on social media, you know, share that uh, at any point because. I, I want to learn, I want to know, uh, but also at the same time, I just feel like I would be happy to tell. I know Greg, talking about the ways that we can help, you wrote a, a really a fantastic article um, that you shared on- online about uh, your experiences growing up
0: yeah it, it was tough it, it was okay it was easy and hard all at the same time to write it if that makes any sense whatsoever yeah it was easy because it's my life and, and it's what it came out of but it was hard because it's, it's a tough story to tell but yeah basically the title of the article is i was raised by racists and that's something that w- was tough to share but unfortunately true and i was lucky enough to not be raised that way by them, and they never said you need to be like this. But it was always around. Words were always said. As I said on Chairshot Radio, um, I were treated a misfortune. I'm going to put it. The first time I ever heard the N word came out of the mouths of my parents, and so that's you know that's what I grew up in. And for some reason, I was lucky enough to realize something was off about it. And where I went to school was a pretty diverse population before I left New York and after, and and so I was shown what people were truly like before I made that decision. And so I made that decision easy. But where I struggle with it is that I know I'm not the only one who grew up in that kind of environment. And that my problem with it is that this problem is systemic. And this problem is something that it, it's a conditioned behavior that people don't know any better. And I know it sounds like an excuse when you say people just don't know any better, but it's the truth. Unfortunately, this is what people were taught. This is what was passed down for generations in their faith. And It's frustrating for me because I know it's wrong and you know it's wrong and a lot of people listening know it's wrong. But there are some people that don't know it's wrong. And how do you change 20, 30, 40 years of their learned behavior passed down from generation to generation? When this only comes up, you know, every so often, how do we do that? How do we educate them? And, and the burden shouldn't be on the African-American community to educate them. It shouldn't be like, like they've already been through it. They shouldn't have to go through it again by educating people on it, but I'm not qualified to educate people. On it. I can share my story and hope that people learn from it. And and I've gotten a lot of really good response and people, someone literally posted their, their kind of their story on Facebook. And then the very end were like, I would not have shared this if Greg did not write this. And it's just like, and I've had that happen before with, I've shared but it's, it's tough because I want to see change because it sucks. and, And it needs to change. We badly, badly need this change, but I don't know how we get it in a timely fashion because the African-American community deserves to see this change hundreds of years ago. And I, I don't even know if we can change it in the next 30 years I think it's going to take multiple generations of people teaching their kids what's right. But that sucks for the people living here now. They don't deserve the treatment they're getting. And and yeah, yeah we can do better. And I think people will do better. And and, and it sucks because this is America. We're all about what's trending and what's hot. Are we still going to be focused on this in a year? No. And that's, to- that's horrible. That's just terrible. And... I'm at a loss for what to do. And I see all the suggestions people make. And I think they're all great suggestions, but none of them are long-term change. And and uh, because I don't think we know. We want to help. We want to fix things. We're fixers by nature, a lot of us. I know I am. To a fault sometimes. Or Randy can tell you that. But it's very much like just this hopeless feeling, helpless feeling. What do we do? I don't know. We can't stop trying. I know that. But we really got to come together and make some serious change.
1: Yeah. And you brought up a good point about sharing your experience from your background. And I know there's also been a lot of conversations between distinguishing experiences of minority. Um, as, as a Latina, um, there's been other ways in which Latinos throughout history have had their own experience with, um, you know, everything from economic status but it's also something that can't be all lumped together. We have to distinguish our experiences because then that's also where things get diluted a little bit. um, And we're not able to focus specifically on issues like this. So I think it's important to understand that in general, there's a, a lot of issues with the justice system with minorities, but I think it's also very important to separate sometimes those, those experiences and really focus on what's happening within a specific ethnic or racial, um, because there are going to be differences uh, in that uh, as well, between what's happening in one community over the other. And that's too, where I think there's changes are able to to come into effect when you're focusing on very specific challenges and needs that are needed in specific communities. I think it, I mean, absolutely helps to know that there are a lot of injustices happening to people um, of a lot of different backgrounds. But, it, you know, I think it's also a challenge to distinguish them and, and to separate them now um, because there is also this need to want to fix um, situations and, and to fix people, to fix viewpoints. And, um, but that doesn't always help the situation. Um, and, and so I think it's just something a value that I'm learning and trying to really do my best to educate myself and be absolutely able to, to empathize, um, but just learning about different circumstances and, and different um, experiences that people have and being there to validate them and to um, not judge them for, for experiences that are beyond their control. You also bring up a good point about the next generation. Um, I had a really good conversation, um, with someone, Najir Chambers from, uh, big gold, big gold belt media. Uh, we were working together on a project, uh, doing an impact review earlier, and we got into the topic of children's shows that we grew up, um, you know, reading rainbow, uh, Mr. Rogers neighborhood and Sesame street. And, you know, a lot of those TV shows are coming up now because of a lot of the intrinsic values that they help teach kids at a young age, that the simple things that they've done over the years to help teach kids about acceptance and friendship and diversity and respect. We've all seen those. We all remember them and we all find them fondly. But somehow through the course of life, we all kind of teeter away from those foundations and we go our different ways. And some of it happens from our family. Some of it happens from friends or the environments we grow up in or whatnot. But it made me really reminisce about the beautiful messages a lot of these shows provide to kids um, that, that stay with them forever, you know, for the rest of their lives. Um, and for some people, unfortunately, um, they learn other values. They learn other things that can be very toxic um, and prejudicial and racist. Um, and they their environment Something that caught my eye was how CNN is doing a um, joint town hall meeting with the cast of Sesame Street um, to help explain to kids um, talking to them about racism the national protests mm-hmm. and helping them embrace diversity and being more empathetic and understanding so. In a time like this, I do appreciate these, these things that, that are occurring that are trying to help educate kids on this. Cause it's not an easy topic to discuss. I'm sure for you as a parent, anyone who's a parent, but I can't imagine what it's like to discuss with your children how to be safe, how to protect them against a world that you have no control over. Um, and to hear the stories of parents that fear every night for their kids to go out who constantly have to talk to them about how they may be out in the world and be treated differently for the color of their skin. Um, It's a pain I don't, I don't, I can't imagine to have, you know, a life that you bring into the world that you do everything you can to protect. And ultimately there are things out of your control and you just stay up late at night wondering and so concerned about them. That breaks my heart. And so for any parent that's ever in that station, um, know that I just fully support you. Support you as your as a parent, as someone who's just trying to raise their kid in a world that is can sometimes be so overwhelming and hard to understand, um, and full of as many beautiful things that are in it, some really tough and terrible. Um, so I'll be watching this. I'm a grown adult. But I'm very interested and intrigued as to what this town hall will teach kids to teach adults even as well. And in times when it's been very hard to talk about very sensitive topics, I've appreciated even shows like Sesame Street uh, being around to help um, the best way that they know how. Um, So maybe, you know, once this comes uh, on Saturday, June 6th um it's at 10 a.m it's going to be on cnn um i'll be watching it so uh maybe next week we'll be talking about it who knows but i just wanted to throw that out there because sometimes when you're not sure what to do especially if you have kids or if you are just trying to explain something in a way that's very easy hopefully easy for people to understand um this may be a good way to do it i don't know um but uh I, I know that as someone who's just trying to process this and figure out what's the best way that I know how to help others, um, you know, educating myself and learning, even in the simplest form, um, I think is a, a good way to start.
0: Yeah, it, it is tough. It's it's funny. You reminded me of a story that I heard. Two things, first of all, number one, with everything you just shared, and I was we always pull the curtain back, whatever. You'll you'll be a great parent after what you just said. <laughs> trust me. Um, number two, it sucks when I hear stories about parents and what they're teaching their kids because we intrinsically teach our kids if there's trouble, the police will help you. And yet there's a whole section of people that treat their kids the opposite. And because that's just what they have to teach them, because that's the life they've lived. And it's not fair. And it sucks. And that's not what the police are here for. The police are not here to be feared. They're here to protect and serve. And unfortunately, that doesn't happen. But I, I've heard too, far too many stories of people who have to teach their kids to fear the police. When, when you brought that up, it was reminded of that. So yeah, it's not a fun topic, like you talked about. It's not fun. Uh, it's important. And sometimes we need to talk about things because they're important, not because they're fun. It'd be easy for us to ignore it and just talk about wrestling all day. And we could, and we love wrestling. We can talk about wrestling for hours on end. We do sometimes. And, and this is, but you know, some things are bigger than this is that thing.
1: Um, uh, I mean, I, I mentioned social media. Um, uh, of course you can, uh, follow me, message me, um, at the hashtag Miranda, um, on Facebook and Instagram. Um, uh, and I say that just as a platform of, you know, anyone who has things to share, um, I'd, I'd greatly uh, appreciate it. Um, but also just a, a person to, to voice their uh, opinions or just someone to, you know, have a message to share. Um, you know, I, I, I value that because I feel like that is one of the best ways to learn uh, about how people feel through this process, what they go through. Um, and again, I, I just suggest for anyone who isn't sure about what to do i could tell you what not to do um you know and that's i mentioned in chair radio just don't mock or minimize people's experience i think everyone's so quick to react when they see a message uh and instead of you know trying to solve the problem by you know saying words that could ultimately be negative listen um and again, that that even that suggestion, even of itself, sounds like a fixing uh, suggestion. But um, I think that's that's why we've gotten to this level so far is because there hasn't been enough lesson, um, and we're very unsure about what the next eight days hold. Um, but I do feel that with um, the already the the positive things that have come out of this, and more people just being understanding um there are some good things that that are to come ahead what those look like i'm I'm not entirely sure i don't know you know if anyone really does um but the more that we just are able to share and open up to each other and the more that we listen the more likely you know positive things will come through um and and that does lead me into uh another topic um that is wrestling related but also is is related to um some other heavier issues that are um occurring not only in just the, the world of pro wrestling but um in um in, in society now um however i know this is maybe not the the best segue into this um But I do think that it's important to kind of keep this ball rolling a little bit. Um, And we'll get into, you know, maybe some lighthearted stuff a little bit later. Um, But as a female wrestling fan this week, I do feel like there's been some more concerted efforts to have our voice heard, to have our voice um, uh, more predominant out there. And that came through this week's edition of NWA Girl Power. Now, NWA had announced this series actually back in January. They hadn't uh, provided too many details, but they had made an announcement that they were going to produce a program that was targeted to um, not only female fans, but to the uh, female wrestlers of the NWA. And this past Friday was the first episode that dropped on uh, NWA's YouTube page and, and their social media. Um, and they focused on the topic of cyber bullying and mental. Health. And um, that that's a topic we've talked about before Greg and myself um, in general. And I do think even now more than ever, that is still an important issue. I mean, we've been through a whole pandemic now for almost three months where people have had challenges with maintaining their own, not only physical health, but mental health. And now on top of that, you have a huge movement making waves that is really inundated people with a lot of information, challenging their belief systems, um, making them question, uh, you know, what they knew about the world, or having them relive a a lot of unhappy, um, you know, very heavy experiences that they've they faced, um, growing up in in the United States. And so mental health is a topic that even now more than ever is still very important. Um, but I appreciate the level. And I honestly didn't expect the NWA to go into this level. When you think of the NWA, you know, um, Progressive conversations regarding harassment and mental health are not on the top of my list of things that I associate the NWA with. Um, But in this week's episode of Girl Power, they addressed both. Um, The beginning of the episode talked about, was actually a a segment done by Thunder Rosa, who shared a about her friendship with, uh, Hana Kimura, um, the Japanese wrestler who passed away a few weeks ago at the age of 22. Uh, it has not been confirmed yet, but it has been, um, heavily, um, noted in, in the news, um, about her passing is that she passed away, uh, due to suicide. And that, uh, was, she was impacted by a lot of, um, messaging that she had received on social media, a lot of negativity that she had received on social media um, due to the reality show that she was on um, and lots of other things. And um, Thunder just took the time to express her sadness of losing her friend of someone that she cared so much about and putting a call out there to people about you know bullying and cyberbullying and being more mindful about the messages that they put out there and who it impacts and how it affects them and that was a very big topic um for the past few weeks now um but to see it from someone who was so close and personal with her and again in the format that it was shared with with so many people um i mean what what else? do you do? What, what else is it going to take for things to change? And and going back into the topic we were talking about, you know, there's so many people who are upset about the way that some of these, um, marches and protests are going. Um, yet, you know, some, some protests are getting out of hand and property being destroyed. Um, and, that's not the message of the protests, um, and that's not the intent of many protesters. However, there's also a line where you wonder what is it going to take for things to change, and we're seeing people die in so many different ways. Um, but still, that death isn't carrying the weight to make people make these changes. So you wonder what else is there left to do, and that's where anger and heartbreak and all these things kind of boil up because if. Life is not valued enough for people to care about it. What truly is. Um, I know that was a very kind of loaded uh, series of way to, to introduce that topic. But I was just curious on your thoughts, Greg, um, about kind of that initial start to N.W.A. power and. Um, with, with Rosa's, you know, uh,
0: message about Hanukkah. It's, it's it, it. I mean, uh, there's no good way to start these topics right now. It's, it's just kind of yeah. where we are. And, and the world is a very messed up place. And uh, to me, and I didn't see it. Um, we talked about that. And I wasn't going to pretend like I did. Um, pull the curtain back sometime. But it, not today. And and the thing about it to me is that you're just we spend far too much time choosing not to talk about. It. We really do, because it doesn't pertain to us. Sometimes we we live in this bubble. I know I've been guilty of it where, we're, you know, it doesn't affect me, it doesn't affect my family, then then it's fine. But you know, I have a daughter. And it could affect her someday. I have a son. It could affect him someday. It, um it, so so it's it's we need to spend more time talking about things. I think when people who are viewed as powerful, like a Thunder Rosa, can come out and talk about things that are weak. That is really carries a lot of weight. That's a powerful message. It can speak to so many people that can realize, experience something, they're not alone. If they're afraid of something, it's okay. And if they uh, and if they don't know what to do about something, they, they can be helped and they can figure that out. Women's wrestling carries uh, so much weight that I don't think male wrestling fans realize, and I don't think even some female non wrestling fans realize. I remember probably a year or two ago sitting down. Probably two years ago, rewatching watching WrestleMania 32. And WrestleMania 32 featured what I still think is the most important important women's match in WWE history. That's a triple threat match between Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Sasha Banks when they crowned the first WWE Women's Champion, or at least the first of this incarnation, when they changed it from the Divas Championship to the Women's Championship. And I remember my daughter... Basically stopping in her tracks as soon as the first entrance happened and just sat there and watched the whole match. Didn't say a word and was just like entranced by watching this match. And when it was over, she got up and ran off because now guys were going to run. But it was like you just realized the power that women's wrestling holds. And shows like this, you know, you got a lot of purists who are going to talk about how they break kayfabe. Right, they're 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 what's wrong with wrestling because wrestlers should always be in kayfabe and always be at a certain level. And you know what? It's gonna piss some people off, especially since I put wrestling on. That's outdated at this point. It, it really is. I hate to say it, but it's true. We're dealing with real world issues. Everyone knows what's up when they watch wrestling. They still watch it and they still enjoy it and they still can't wait to watch. It. These are larger than life characters that people have bought into. They have a hell of a platform. I was gonna say this earlier and and, and didn't, so it's even better that's it's coming out now. They have a hell of a platform. When you have a platform, I think hopefully one thing that we're coming away from all this with is if you have a platform you need to use, and they're using it, And, and they're using it for the best good that they possibly can, and nobody can blame them for it. I can't blame them for it. So the way it started off, I think, is powerful, and I think it's emotional, and I think that it's a message that we need to hear more of, and it can't stop, and this stuff's not trending and cool anymore it can't stop. It's got to keep going. And that includes the message, even though girl power is not the hot topic right now because of everything else going on in the world. It's still very important and it still needs to be heard because that it's not, that hasn't changed either.
1: Yeah. I I think that it's opened a lot of doors and I feel like that this first episode was really well needed where now they can continue to talk about these topics. And especially as a female wrestling fan, knowing that there's an outlet out there for me to not only hear about uh, the experiences of, of you know female wrestlers, but um, to talk about those very hard topics within the context of pro wrestling. Um, again, NWA was not the first promotion, uh, probably more towards the last promotion I thought would ever do this um, because of their history. Because, I mean, let, let's face it, it's also an industry where you it's all about K-Babe. You don't talk about your emotions. You don't talk about these types of very hard subjects. And... Also, as a female wrestling fan, it gets very sometimes overwhelming um, when you're in a, a world where there's already so much noise from male fans about what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's bad, you know, what's hot, what's cool and you don't really feel like you have a voice or or not only that you don't have a voice, that even if you were to express a voice, it would be wrong because it's not what they think. It's not the right opinion to have. So to even have just this outlet to hear about um, their experiences, which I'll I'll talk about in a little bit more detail, was it just so reassuring and who knows what they'll talk about in the future you know maybe some more shows will be lighthearted. maybe some of them will continue to have more serious undertones but i absolutely appreciate the door that they have um it may not be at the forefront of, of the news and and hell who knows if any other wrestling sites are covering it but they've opened a door that i don't think really existed a week um and i can't tell them enough how much I appreciate as a female, but also as a female wrestling fan, but also as a person who's gone through, you know, some of those, um, you know, similar issues with just my own experiences with mental health, my own, you know, understanding and experiences of, of, you know, social media. Um, you always feel like there isn't ever sometimes a right way to to process uh, and go through. And now more than ever, there's so much out there, too, where, again, I, I do think that mental health is, you know, um, an aspect that we do have to be very mindful of, especially now with, the, you know, things can feel overwhelming. You may forget about your own mental health and your own welfare because you're so focused on everything else. And so I feel like this episode really did touch on that and just allowed, um, the The participants in this episode to talk more about it. Um, after Thunder Rosa's uh, initial segment, um, we came into a three way conversation between Marty Bell, Thunder Rosa, and Allison K, where they just share their experiences in general about uh, you know social media bullying and cyber bullying um, online. Some of the things that they've encountered from fans, um, the, especially the negativity, um, the community. How important it is to surround yourself with positive people, um, and and how it can be a challenge in this particular industry to stay strong to talk about these things when you know everything that you do in the ring and out the ring is to show your strength, how physically strong you are, how athletic you are, but there's a whole mental element to it that's very underestimated, undervalued, and I think historically just you just didn't talk about. I mean, is that a fair assessment, Greg?
0: Yeah, it is. Because the whole didn't talk about a thing is just, it came from so many different places, like it, the weakness, strength, all of it really factored into, you just didn't talk about it. And unfortunately the people who are the decision makers and ones who got to control the narrative didn't want to talk about it. And it's usually white dudes and it, it's just, yeah, it's, we're just more open to it now. I think social media has had a huge part of this and, and the NWA is largely based on social. media show shows air on YouTube, which honestly is a social media platform as much as it is a, a video distribution platform. Um, yeah, it, the timing is right. The timing is really right for, for these conversations. And, and I'm glad they're happening. You know, I don't, I, it, it's weird because a lot of times I hear conversations like this and it's like, I used to separate myself from them because it wasn't me. Right. I didn't have to deal with those things, but you gotta absorb these things. You gotta take them in and you gotta realize it doesn't have to be you because it could be somebody close to you, somebody you love. It could have already happened to somebody you love, somebody close to you. Um, so, yeah, the time is right, and we do need to capitalize on it, and I'm glad they're doing it. Like you said, it does seem weird to come from the NWA and the history they've had, but this is a whole new NWA, a very different – I mean, it's the NWA in name only at this point, and it's – you know, they could have done anything with this time, and, and, and the Carnyland shows that they're putting out all week. I kind of think it stinks that this is part of something called Carnyland, which may not have the most positive connotation to it, but – um, yeah, it, this is, this is the time to do it, man. This is the, you were putting out content. We're getting creative with content. Why not use it for something that could positively impact? Me? And this is mm-hmm. an equally important topic that needs to be covered. Despite the fact that it feels like piling on when there's so many other crazy topics going on right now, people are look, the world's open back up and people are still sitting around with nothing to do. So this is the perfect time to talk about, including this. One.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're right. It may, it may feel overwhelming, but that, and it's, in times like this, too, where I think it is more important to to talk about it um, and to have these three women take the amount of time. I mean, it was a fairly lengthy conversation. Um, you had inserts uh, of quick stories and, and perspectives from other people in there, but it was a fa- fairly lengthy conversation. Um, and again, as, as a female wrestling fan, um, it, it resonated with me because it felt like for the first time that there was really an open platform, an open conversation with women out, you know, in the public regarding, you know, the challenges that they face. Um and I think it's one thing to, you know, have a panel and discuss challenges of, of being a female wrestler or being a female in the industry, but this really felt honest. And you had an excellent point about, you know, strength. Um when we were initially talking about Thunder Rosa's uh intro segment. Um and I really felt like this helped I mean, all three women showed that not only do they have the physical strength to to be um professional wrestlers, but they also have this emotional and mental strength to share um, their experiences and their thoughts in a way that left them very vulnerable. Um, I mean, it's out on the internet uh, for people to see. Um, And so to be able to do that, I I think most people just shy away from it. It's so much easier for them to not talk about it or avoid it. Um, But to do that, um was in, incredibly brave of of all of them everyone involved and i hope they know that it made a, a deep impact i mean i'm i'm sure with more people than just me but it's something that I, I truly appreciate as a as a female wrestling fan that they've put this together and hopefully they continue to have some great content and girl power um i, I just feel you know just very uh, appreciative of, of all of them. And uh, I, I just highly recommend it um, for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. It's on NWA social media, on their YouTube page. Just take the time to watch it. Um, or if you know anyone who maybe has ever encountered any of those issues with cyberbullying or mental health, um, I know that it's always felt better to hear other people's perspectives and experiences with that and it just makes you feel like you're not alone in the world um, So just a, a big kudos to everyone involved and yeah big appreciation for the NWA um, it's a it's a new era for them and it is very much seemingly that they're only that in name that they've done a lot of changes with the company um, including all the content they produce to um, a, a big 180. And I hope they continue down this path. Uh, You know, it's one thing to talk the talk, but can you walk the walk? And I feel like in in some ways, NWA is making some huge strides um, with this particular project.
0: You said something that I think is very important that that I hope people caught on to. And if not, we'll point it out to them. Um, I can't think of a situation. A lot of times we think we're alone in something. And you talked about, you know, it it affected you and, and you hope. And then you said, you know, it affected other people rarely ever does something only affect one person this is a, there's 7 billion people in the world if you're sitting out there and you feel like you're alone in something you're not there's someone going through what you're going through as bad as it is you're not alone there's someone going through what you're going through you can find them you can get help you can get you can have conversations with people there's people to talk to there's people to to help you understand offer perspective for you you're just not alone anything in this world we live in and we're more connected now than ever before so i just hope that anybody experiencing anything whether it's cyberbullying whether it's racism whether it's anything at all just doesn't Resign themselves to the fact that they're all, because you're just not.
1: It's, it's really, it's very true. Um, and uh, also, just see the the other side, too, what it actually looked like. Acted. something? Like, I think, and, and can be beautiful. It's a community band that they enjoy and love. And it's a very niche community, a very niche product, but it also can be very brutal. It can be a fan base that can be rabid, that can be aggressive, that can, um, you know, uh, just go at people sometimes. And I think there's just this whole evaluation in general. General of how we should handle ourselves on social media, and how we should reach out and and you know communicate with others. And I feel like going back to our original subject, it, it's easy now to attack people. I feel like it's a, so much easier now that if you find something that someone that doesn't align with your way of thinking, the first thing is to attack them and attack them hard. Um, for me, that's not my particular mo because. I mentioned this on ChairShot Radio, I know that if I attack someone, they're going to hold on to that negative thought harder. They're going to hold on to that negative thought process, that negative belief harder, because you're attacking something that they believe in instead of trying to dismantle it and show them why that's not the right thing to think, or that's not the right feeling to have. So I, I do feel like there's, you know, a difference between being constructive and trying to be helpful and helping someone change their thought process and mind process, then aggressively going after someone and telling them why they're wrong and all the things. Um, because I feel like it's, it's almost like a vice, the harder you pull to try and yank it off, the tighter it's going to ingrain. It takes so much work to try and be productive in a positive way. And it will drain you. I mean, I feel like there's aspects of it that are so draining. And that's why people are so angry, because they do all the right things and say all the right things. But still, you know, it feels like the world is is against them. Um, But that's how you make lasting change. That's how you can really truly make an impact with even just one person is instead of aggressively going after someone about their belief is, is trying to educate them on why that belief Wrong and negative, and I do feel like, um, this episode of Girl Power did it in a way where I mean, they mentioned like they do have their own online groups where they'll send each other messages that they get, and you know, they'll shame people if they have to if if it's something that's really egregious. But the point really was to try and share their perspective so that people knew that they were human, just where they were coming from with all of this, with you know, how it impacts them and affects them in their everyday lives. And they just want to do what they love to do, they love to perform. they love to to wrestle and they want to continue to do that but it doesn't seem like there's there's you know at the cost of what at, of harassment of bullying um i feel like that that's a, a big wave you know not only in the context of of this episode of girl power but in Multiple.
0: Yeah, we should be past that at this point. It's twenty twenty. We should be past that. We should be past the entitlement to even do it. Hopefully these are steps in that direction. And hopefully those who come after us, maybe after we're long gone. Um, you know, the history books will be a little bit different and the end of the story will be different. You know what even if that means we're onto something new at least we're on to something different. This has been fixed, you know. I hope it is. You know, I saw a tweet earlier uh, focused on racism, but you could really do it. It's just like, man, can we just be done with racism? That was the beginning of the tweet. And the end of the racism basically says, the racism could survive an asteroid. It'd be cockroaches and racism. Like, it's just that <laughs> ingrained in what we do and who we are. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be, but it is. And, you know, it's it, we got to be in it for the long haul to fix it. And I think we are. I think that's what I'm seeing right now is I think we are. And that goes with other topics, just like cyberbullying. You know, I, you've shown me things that people have sent you before, you know, responded in ways that that were ultimately funny and brilliant. But it's just like, you shouldn't have to, you shouldn't even have to respond to the But you did. Someone put you in that position and it's not fair. Um, And unfortunately, again... White dude, the least oppressed person in the world is the one who's saying this. But it doesn't mean I'm wrong. We learn. We learn from other people's experiences and people learn from ours. And unfortunately, it's going to have to be us who who pushes that change on all these topics. You know, I told I haven't watched NWA Girl Power. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm going to because of, of that conversation. And I bet a decent amount of people listening to this haven't watched a Girl Power. And you should. You should go find it, listen to it, watch it. And, and learn from it because, you know, this wrestling business is, is – I used to joke that the business is built on a lie, right? It's built on a work, but everyone knows what the work is. There's so much more we can get out of the wrestling business if we let it be that, and that does mean letting go of kayfabe a little bit. But, you know, looking at where we are in the world right now, I mean – wrestling has a lot of power why not use it why not use it Mm -hmm. to make a difference does that mean we got to let go of something yeah it does does that mean it'll change things from a business perspective honestly it might help the business perspective of the business in the long run and that shouldn't be why we do it but you know i've joked before be a star was a business initiative by wwe and and it was but it's wrestling is powerful we need to let it be powerful
1: yeah we're not going to talk about be a star because that was such a joke. I'm sorry. That's the funniest thing I've heard day. Um, speaking of companies, you know, working on, on making a difference. I do want to briefly talk about another initiative that another company has put out there. I'm um, specifically targeting female fans. Um, uh, back a few weeks ago, uh, about May 18th, uh, Brandy Rose, uh, Rose went to Twitter and she um You know, had kind of an elusive, eclectic message on there um, with a new social media, Twitter, I believe, uh, handle um, called AEW Heels. And later on, she explained what that was, actually, uh, what AEW Heels was um, with a caption saying that she was introducing it as a community, a new community for women who love to wrestle. And uh, they actually did, I think, a Zoom conference announcement uh, back on Friday the 22nd that helped explain a little bit more uh, about what AEW Heels was. According to the AEW website, AEW Heels is a new community for women who love wrestling. The Female Forward Movement, led by Brandi Rose, roads and the stars of aew's women division is designated to celebrate and inspire our female fans around the world aew heels is dedicated to making this the best time ever to be a female wrestling fan be who you are come as you are because we're all going to come together as a community to change the world now i'm not entirely sure what was discussed in that meeting i wasn't invited so uh i don't know um no, that, that's joking manner, but she did provide some insight, I believe, on, on social media about it. Um, just that she stated, um, that she would like to be heard. Um, her own quote, I, would like to feel included. i like to feel respected. I would love a sense of community. Um, I, I want to know that I matter in my thoughts, my perspective, my ideas, my creativity. Um, I want to know all of that matters. Um, I'd like to do more than just watch. And so um they have a logo um from what i understand with initial reports is that aw heels is uh providing um special community for female fans that may come in the form of special meet and greets and events for female fans special content um and things like that um uh, you know i i Still don't know a whole lot about it, but, you know, I want to go into this with, you know, first I, because it was so kind of mysterious and and so under wraps, you know, I, I didn't really know what quite to expect, but, you know, I appreciate the effort that AEW is trying to do in content and space, you know, safe space together for female fans. Um, I mentioned earlier um being a female fan in wrestling can feel overwhelming when you're so inundated by other fandoms and this thought process behind you have to think one way and only one way and we've even talked about this about AEW in general AEW unfortunately that fan base has been known to be wildly aggressive on social media when it comes to defending the product and defending the brand and attacking people who are not fans of AEW or criticize it or, or choose to mock it, whatever it is. So I, I do feel like this is a good step in trying to provide female fans kind of a, a safer, more comfortable environment. Um, and it's something that I, I'm not aware of outside, you know, for the major companies, um, concerted efforts to really bring together a a female fan base in, in a way such as this um in a very targeted way so um I'm, i am interested to seeing what happens what comes of this i i don't believe there's any specific content i'm trying to go through their social media um and i think as far as i can tell it's just been the initial announcement and i'm sure more information will be available fairly soon um Greg, what are your thoughts, uh, you know, uh, on this?
0: It I don't want to sound bad because it's not bad. Um, AEW has made a lot of promises before, and it, things never seem to turn out a, as they appear with what they promise. Um, so I'm cautiously optimistic because I really like the idea, and I think it's very timely. I think this is what we in the wrestling community are ready for. We're ready for opportunities for fans to be viewed differently, to be fans, to be viewed more positively, for fans to have opportunities that suit who they are as individuals outside of the building so that they can be those same individuals when they enter the building. They don't have to be somebody else. They can be who they are, enjoy it for what they want to enjoy it for. And I I love the concept. I love the idea. So I am for once, <laughs> not really for once, but uh, and this time, going to reserve any judgment, and I want to see what they do. I want to see it out, and I want to have the opportunity. I think they deserve the opportunity to see what they can do with it. Um, We don't always do that as wrestling fans. I don't always do that as a fan, as an analyst, as a promoter, as anything. A lot of times we see something, we make a judgment, and I think that hopefully one, one of the things that maybe I can learn from all this is let's just see what happens. Let's just see what they do and hope that it is and, and cuz if it is what they say it is it's going to be great and i think it deserves the opportunity yeah. to be great
1: yeah i mean i think it's really innovative to have a special community dedicated to female wrestling fans because it is a growing you know sector of fandom you know i have always complained and joke where you know especially the wwe they do not target my demographic not only as a female but also as kind of a long-term wrestling fan they are continuously supporting or trying to gain the interest of um male maybe new fans or disengaged fans. So I've, I have felt left out at least by WWE for a pretty long time. Um, but I do think now more than ever, we see more concerted efforts by promotions, um, realizing that, you know, wrestling fandom is not just for, for men anymore and women are truly embracing it um, and taking it seriously. Now, Our views and perceptions of wrestling may be different, just like with anybody else. You know, my view of wrestling is different than yours, which will be different than someone else's. But that isn't always because of, you know, I'm a female and you're male. It's just because we think differently. We act differently. We process information differently. And that's just... Our, you know, our, our brains, our bodies, that that's really what it's all about. Um, but I do think sometimes as a female fan, there's a lot of pressure to, you know, think a certain way or to like certain, you know, wrestlers or dislike certain wrestlers. Um, and, uh, I hope that this community not only just allows it to be a safe place for women, um, but of course, anyone who identifies as a, as a female, as a woman, and also just to allow them to feel free to express their opinions about wrestling and a format to do that because it's one thing to just be able to have a safe space to enjoy it, but it's a whole other to just be able to go and, and express it to cheer and boo and have favorite wrestlers and buy your favorite gear and how that evolves into going on a microphone and you know doing a podcast or whatnot. I, I feel like it really could start a lot of amazing things. And so you know I I am yeah, you know, but cautious, but over, you know, majority, you know, optimistic uh, uh, about it. But, you know, Greg, you bring up a good point. There's been a lot of things that uh, AEW have promised. One of the things that have felt very underwhelming is the women's division. Um, And, and we talked about this uh, a few weeks ago uh, in covering Double or Nothing. And it is a bit of a concern that if if the women's division feels underwhelming and there hasn't been as much uh, follow through on the promises that were initially made um, in the women's division, how is that going to translate into an effort like this? And it's very different things. I I totally understand that you're not booking this community. You know, it's very different than the booking of, of a women's division. However, there was a lot of high hopes coming in with those who were being signed and, and the level of predominance they were going to have in the card and, and all these things. And it has just felt underwhelming. I wouldn't say bad or terrible to me personally, but underwhelming based off of the hype and the, um, we could be getting something like this as well, but I, i'm definitely willing to to give it a shot i just signed up to you know uh on their listserv or whatever it is too uh because i definitely am interested in seeing what kinds of content and opportunities are are going to be available but also one other minor thing too that um this is a long-term thing as well that they're going to have to handle too. I also don't think it's, it's valuable to completely take women out of the equation when it comes to fandom and completely separate men and women. And absolutely that I don't think that's the intent of this, but I also think that it's important that there's a, method or mechanism in which we can be fans together and not separate because then you won't be able to teach or have other fans or male fans be able to embrace and appreciate female fans if they're constantly separated or if they're separated for so long that there isn't really the ability for exposure of both sides. Um, So I feel like that's going to be something that they'll definitely have to balance and find ways to integrate female and and male fans in a way that makes it feel very inclusive and supportive. Um but I do think this could also be a really good avenue to bring in female fans, new fans that maybe didn't think they would like wrestling and, and they do because of the way that this is being promoted um in in ways that are very different than maybe WWE or um other big promotions like an impact um or even international promotions. So you know the sky's the limit with this. But I you know overall with both girl power and AEW heels. You know, I feel very heard as a female fan. I feel like there's some really concerted efforts being made. I feel like there's uh, excellent exposure for female wrestlers um, and for female fans. It's it's a good time to be a female fan in, in pro wrestling. Um, and I truly, honestly, do appreciate the efforts that both of these companies are making, and hopefully, other companies make in the future, um, in order to not only Attract female fans, but to um, provide them an environment that makes them feel valued.
0: You know, I want to go back to something you said that really is interesting. When you talked about the quality of the women's division as a, as compared to this AEW heels program effort, whatever we want to call it, and it's so funny because the two are not related at all, right? That the two are completely completely different. Yeah. But I think it's like okay, when this when when the excitement wears down of AEW, that's when the criticism might. Come up in comparison. Why can mm-hmm. you put on this great program for women, but your women's division stinks, is bad, is poorly booked, whatever. Um, And, you know, what's interesting about that is the fact that the head booker for the women's division AEW is a white dude. It's Kenny Omega. And it's when was the last time that a female was the head booker on a major platform? Like a legit major, like I know there's indies where women have, and Gail Kim has a large level of influence over an impact wrestling, but is she a final decision maker on storylines? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know of any large promotion, televised promotion, say, that has a woman making final storyline decisions. I know Stephanie McMahon has a big role in WWE, and I know Brandi Rhodes even has one in AEW, but a lot of her Brandi Rhodes stuff is branding and outside of the ring. Um. In fact, what she's done creatively that we know about didn't go. But it just seems that and maybe this can lead to that. Maybe this can lead to more female influence over female wrestling. And I think that, that just sounds silly to say, right? Female should have more influence over female wrestling. But wrestling is still largely dominated and booked by white dudes. And and I say that as a white dude who books and promotes wrestling. So I know it for to be fact. If I can do it, lots of other ways. But um. I hope somebody changes that. You know, I hope somebody puts some different things into place and, and sees what happens. We joked about LOL Charlotte wins during the chair shot radio and how Charlotte's not the ones make, making those decisions. She's not the one deciding that she wins. And I said, yet, yeah. Charlotte Flair strikes me as someone who can build up a career that's then parlayed into some influence and possibly some creative influence. And maybe Charlotte Flair down the road will be the person who uh breaks that barrier and, and is a, a woman in power over creative booking decisions, not just for the women, but also for the men. That's, I think, one of the struggles with everything we're experiencing now is that we see opportunity for change today, and it's going to take longer than that, unfortunately. And I think that Charlotte Flair, for all the, p- the complaints that people might have about her, could be an agent of change in the future. Look. No one. Triple H was largely criticized as a performer for being over pushed and bearing other talent. And now we love him for what he does behind this. Charlotte Flair could be the exact same person. Who knows? I hope someday, soon enough that we could still be sitting here on a podcast talking about it, a woman is in charge of booking and creative decisions on a large scale platform.
1: Yeah. No, and, and there's so many shades of, of this. I mean, this is really just the beginning. This is really just one element and level to wrestling as far as the female fans. Um, but you're right. There's, there's, you know, differences in booking and wrestling and promoting and owning, um, companies. And hopefully we see that in general grow, um, in in time. I mean, I think it will take time, but also just women feeling more comfortable in those roles, women getting more of those opportunities and not having that backlash too. Cause I do feel like, you know, that that's one thing that, um, you know, in some way surprises me about people being open and honest about the uh, way that the AW women's division is, is you know, not feeling up to expectation, is that, you know, that's it's being booked by Kenny Omega. I mean, he's been in. An- internet darling forever. Um, but people are not necessarily afraid anymore or or to things to get Kenny to like them or, you know, because it is Kenny, they're being fairly candid with it. And I do think that that kind of honesty is needed in order for growth and change to happen. Um, now, there's a lot. Of elements to it you know i think that, that just um you get always related to, to the booking directly um but if you're you are the person especially being the one of the faces of the company being one of the most popular wrestlers in the world you just kind of have to, to to own that a bit um and, and accept it and, and try and make you know concerted efforts but you know that that's a fairly good point about um the the primary booker uh being a a white male in a female division um and and just not having a lot of those roles being filled by women so who knows where we'll land in in the future but um and uh, i feel like companies are going to be better off with that when when they make those types of decisions but, you know, only time will tell. Like I said, I feel like this has been a great week for being a, a female wrestling fan. I truly do appreciate the, the efforts, both of the NWA and AEW, um, with these two outlets, with these opportunities. And, and hopefully, you know, um, there's more female wrestling fans that come. Of it, um, also just opportunities like this with having the podcast with the Chairshot.com um, is empowered me as a female fan to feel like I have a voice to be able to talk about it. Um, even though the beginning of the show was incredibly challenging to to talk um, about, mainly because of just feeling unsure about some of my words and feeling if I was, you know, making things better or worse. I do value the opportunity. Uh, to have a, a show like the hashtag Miranda show to um, be able to, to share my thoughts. And I've been just incredibly impressed and honored to see so many more women out there doing their own media and podcasting um, and, and video content. Uh, and I love to see it. So uh, awesome job to, to everyone out there um, continue to do the fantastic work. Um, let's continue to just kick ass on, on podcasting and uh, just continue to, to have that voice um in pro wrestling
0: yeah I mean it's it's you know uh, it's it's a platform you deserve it's a platform you should have it's a platform so many people deserve and should. I, I I don't want to brag you no know, because sometimes I do it on accident we have a lot of women involved with the chair shot we do and he does it on purpose no he doesn't I promise
1: you are so brave
0: I was trying to make people smile. We have a lot of people involved with the chair shot, and I take great pride in that. I think that we do a great job of promoting female-driven content, and we're open to more of it. And it's something that we got more coming that you don't even know about. And it really is uh, something that that excites me because there's you know it's not just for dudes. I don't care what the percentages are, people who watch it, that percentage has changed drastically over the past 15 to 20 years, more heavily towards, towards the female fan. And that's something that, you know, as, as a publisher, as the guy, you know, pushing all the buttons behind the website, just like I do behind the podcast. Um, it's important that we give people opportunities if they want. And so, yeah, we, we give people opportunities and and by and large, they didn't deserve it because I gave it to them. They deserved it because they it. just like you. And I know I've said that to you many times off air. I didn't give, you know, any opportunity that comes your way is deserved. It doesn't matter why someone This is a very much of who, you know, business most business is, but doesn't mean the wrong people are getting the opportunities. I can tell you the chair shot. They're not, we treat female contributors just like we treat anybody else. They have deadlines, they have expectations, they have we want certain quality and, and it's, and they deliver, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't you know, there's no issues there, male or female. And I take great pride in what we have at the chair shot and what we've been able to do and and I take great pride if we're able to do more of it.
1: Yeah. Okay. I greatly appreciate you and, and everyone at thecheershot.com. Speaking of chairshot.com, we do have a few housekeeping items to attend to before we finish today's show. Um, and that's if you want to support thecheershot.com, you can go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thecheershot to get your very own cheershot t shirt. Just a, an outstanding variety of styles, colors, uh, and, and logos and designs. Of course, if you'd like to support me, you can get the Queen of Soft style shirt, but there's a lot of other cool shirts there. Of course, the chair shot shirt, um, as far as the OG logo, always use your head. Um, and then some very specific shirts out there. Um, I always like to promote the unofficial, official uh shirt of Patrick O'Dowd as the hashtag say tag team wrestling, chair shot worldwide, uh Baron Corbin sucks, uh second suck nerds. Uh, chair shot 316. Um, just a, a lot of cool shirts available. Um, all of them starting at nineteen ninety nine. But if you'd like to spend a few extra dollars, you can get it in soft style and that will leave you comfortable all day long. So if you want to get your Cheer shot shirt, well, go to pro dot forward slash the chair shot. That is pro dot forward slash the chair to get your very own Cheer shot t shirt to Day. The chairshot.com. Always use your head. And uh Greg, we do have uh some bills bills to pay. Um I mean I don't I don't pay pay the bills. Um (laughs) but uh you I mean that's just your job as you know. You're welcome! uh, The kingpin. What did I call you? The Godfather Kingpin. That was it, the kingpin kingpin of the chairshot.com um you know, while people are wearing their fantastic uh, chair shot t shirt, they can also watch some wrestling.
0: They sure can. They can go to powerslam.tv, enter that promo code chair shot, get your first month for free. Look, I'll be transparent. If you go to powerslam.tv, you can get a free week without entering the promo code chair shot. But. With over 150 promotions and, and over 6,000 hours of content, you need more than a week to really get a good sample. So put in that promo code chair shot. Get a whole free month of it. If you stick around after that, it's only 6 bucks a month and definitely worthwhile. Definitely worth checking out and, and something that I think you'll enjoy. You can also... By the way, that's again powerslam.tv promo code chair shot. Head on over to our newest partner, AngryLemonade.net. That's Angry Lemonade. So picture, picture of lemonade that's pissed off. AngryLemonade.net. Uh just amazing digital content, digital art, all wrestling focused, physical product like stickers and, and digital prints and all that. And with the promo code ChairShot over at angry lemonade.net, you can get some of Junior's best work and you can do it at a 10% discount. It's the only discount he offers right now is by entering that promo code chair shot. That discount applies to both physical products and digital commissions. So if you have something that you want made, they will do it for you and you can save 10% with that promo code chair shot. So again, our good friends, angry lemonade.net promo code chair shot. That's angry lemonade promo code chair shot.
1: I didn't have to picture an angry lemon. Like uh, that, that wasn't something that I woke up this morning and thought, Oh, I'm going to have to do that. today."
0: Never know what's going to happen. You never know what's
1: going to happen. Uh, on, on the hashtag Miranda show. So uh, I, again, I, I am truly honored. I'm blessed that you took the time today to listen to today's show. Um, don't forget that you can follow the chair shot on social media at the chair.com on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, Greg, why don't you tell our lovely listeners where they can find you?
0: I funny story. So I didn't even tell you about this Be- because of the challenges we've had with the Instagram account. We have a new Instagram account that we haven't started using yet. It's at the chair on Instagram now. Yeah, because at the chair Say that com, again? It's at the chair shot on Instagram.
1: At the chair shot. Yeah,
0: the, the chair shot com on Instagram. We just can't seem to get back into So it's just going to have to be dormant and eventually go away. Um, I tried. I did everything possible and I, I used the email address that set it up, and we just can't seem to get the, the password reset email. So yeah. We now have at the chair shot on Instagram. Still can't get it on Twitter because of a really old account that no one uses. But hey, that's what Twitter happens. So I still can't get <laughs> at Greg DeMarco on Twitter because someone tweeted in 2010. So yeah, yeah. who knows? But uh, for me, you can get at chair shot Greg on all your forms of social media Head on over to the chairshot.com forward slash chair Greg. Got links to everything. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, my blog, uh, which the blog post that Miranda was nice enough to mention earlier. Um, you can get a link to that as well. You can even email me, Demarco at the chairshot.com. I'll be more than happy to talk to you that way. You know, maybe you want to contribute, male or female, uh, you can email me at GregDemarcoathechairshot.com at and we'll check that out too. So that's uh lots of ways. I'm not a hard person to find.
1: No, no, he is, he is not. And I know you're making a bit of a return on, on Twitter. So, you know, I know that you've been easing back into it. But yep. uh, uh, I've, I've loved some of the snapshots you've posted as far as your conversations with your family. Um, and so there's uh, some funny funny stuff. I don't envy your role as a dad to a teenage daughter and son, you know? yeah. yeah. You've been some incredible work here as a
0: parent. T- my okay, you, everyone knows, you know, at least you know, but even people listening probably have a good sense of my personality. That's been passed on to my 11 year old dog. So <laughs> and and it's it's a lot of fun. And I love recreating those conversations on Twitter for people. And those are all legit. I didn't make those up. Those are all. No, real-life You life can't
1: make them up. Conversations. You can't make them
0: up. Yeah. One of my favorite ones that was a couple weeks ago was literally I was we'd stop to get gas and um, for some reason, we stopped to get gas and I turned everything off. And she looks at me and she was like, get out of this car. And I looked at her and I was just like, you're fired. And she looks at me and she goes, I didn't ask for this job. <laughs> 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 I was like, dude, seriously, you're 11 years old. And you just pointed uh, out to me that you didn't ask she me She didn't.
1: She didn't ask for this job. She, should she have really didn't. didn't.
0: She didn't ask, I didn't apply for this job. So <laughs> yeah, it's just, I've, I created a monster. It's 100% my fault. And, and, and I am so, sadly, not sadly, whatever. I'm a hundred percent okay with it too. So it's, uh, it's, it's a joy every single to see the the kids, the, the things those children say. And, uh, yeah, uh, it, that at share shot Greg on Twitter. I'm going to keep re- reprinting those conversations when they happens. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's very, trying very to create new content very, for people. You know, the blog has got more personal stuff on it now. And, and the wife has a blog that people can follow that I link to now, too. And that's a lot of fun. Um, She recently shared the story of our engagement, which is hilarious. If you haven't yes, read it. Yes, I, I read um, that. I loved
1: it. That's
0: uh, You know what? And 21 years later, we're still married. So there's something to be said for getting into a fight and engaged, but it's, uh, yeah, it's just a lot of fun stuff out there. You know, life is as tough as it is. There's a lot we can learn from it. And I just kind of inadvertently made it a goal to share as much of that with people as possible, because every time I do, I get a message, I get a comment, I get something from somebody who got something from it and that's what keeps you going. So, yeah. Yeah. Check it sure.
1: out. You can find me at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and also a plug for my side project, uh, luchacentral.com. Um, the luchacentral a weekly podcast drops every Friday. Um, I do that show with uh, Brendan Barr and Dusty Murphy, where we talk about all of the latest news in the world of Lucha Libre. That has been an incredibly awesome project. Um, a big appreciation again to uh, Greg DeMarco and Kevin Kleinrock uh, for, for that show because it's been just a lot of fun. And if, if you are interested in Lucha Libre, if you're not sure if you're interested in Lucha Libre, if you've always Wanted to know a little bit more uh, about Lucha Libre. Definitely listen to uh, Lucha Central Weekly. That podcast is also available on all of the major streaming forms of podcasting: Spotify, Podbay, Speaker, iTunes, um, and I believe it also streams on uh, Lucha Central's YouTube page. So listen. Uh, feel free to uh, let us know what you think of the show. It's still fairly early on, um, so we're we're still learning the ropes, but uh, you know. I I always joke that uh, I had to find another podcast just to avoid the criticism of Greg and Patrick O'Dowd. Uh, And uh, I I definitely, you know, I'm like pretty much the coolest person on that part. Uh,
0: Yet still unable to avoid the criticism of Greg DeMarco.
1: Yeah, still. I run the
0: network, that's all. Brendan –
1: Brennan and and uh, Brennan and, and Dusty are really incredibly smart, um, very funny, very kind, uh, and awesome gentlemen to to podcast with. So I definitely enjoy podcasting with them. Um, you know, not not as much as not as much as you, Greg and Patrick. Um, if you listen to any of this week's Chair Shot Radio, you'll know why. Um, I've got some really. Sh- you know, constructive criticism on my uh, buzzing sounds or, or no, I don't know. you know, the buzzer, uh, yes, the buzzer. buzzers noise. doesn't really, it's too late for me to, but you know, I'll come back stronger next week. You know, you're doing it, doing it for the kids. So uh, um, appreciate that you guys are always, you know, pushing me to be my best professional.
0: That's what we do, that's our job hundred percent.
1: Again, all all of the socials, all the things I I just can't thank you uh, enough, especially if you made it to this part of the show. Um, You really are special um, because it just, it's gone off the rails, but you know, it wouldn't be a hashtag Miranda show without a little bit of, of off the rails. So um, we will be back next week. um, And uh, thank you. Continue to support your local wrestling, independent promotions, your local independent wrestlers um, support pro wrestling in, in whatever way, you know, works best for you um and uh we'll be back here next week thechairshot.com always use your head viva la raza i lie i cheat i
0: steal i lie i cheat i steal
1: yo mamacita i got that passion